Hello, my beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to be here. I am very excited to introduce my guest this week, Rachel Katzman. Rachel is the co-founder of Pevolve. She's also the co-founder and former CEO of Cuvée Beauty, a hair care line she sold back in 2019. Katzman co-founded the brand we all know and love, Pevolve, in 2017 after experiencing her own personal development through movement. After years of breaking down her body from high-impact fitness methods while living with scoliosis, she was looking for a type of movement that not only gave her physical results, but also just made her feel good. Through functional movement, she learned the importance of understanding her body and how movement can both strengthen and heal. An entrepreneur at heart, Katzman turned the Peebald method into a global brand. They are everywhere. I am very obsessed. Establishing it as a new science-backed standard in women's health and fitness. A rapidly growing startup, Pevolve is a 100% female omni-channel lifestyle brand with a global on-demand movement platform, a patented equipment line, three studio locations in LA, New York, and Chicago, a celebrity fan base including Olivia Coppel, Shay Mitchell, Stacey London, Kate Bosworth, Molly Sims, and many more, and franchise opportunities worldwide. Rachel is an incredible founder. I loved this conversation. She just has such an ease about her and a realness about her that made this conversation so easy, so lovely. And I think there are so many incredible little bits of wisdom that Rachel shares. I cannot wait for you guys to listen. Make sure to head over to Instagram Give Rachel some love and subscribe if you like the episode. Now, let's get over to my conversation with Rachel. Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on Woman Inc. Podcast. I've been very excited to meet you. Hi, Jenna. Thanks so much. I'm so excited. So you have an amazing company, and this is not the first company you've built, which is very cool. Makes you a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into Pivolve, Cuvée, a little bit of both. I love it. Yeah, let's, let's go through it. So first, I guess, we'll go back before even Cuvée and Pivolve. What do you think it was that made you want to just start your own business in the first place? Hmm, well, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. So I've always, you know, conversations around the dinner table was always a lot of business conversations. So I think it was like always in me, but I never really had my why or my purpose. You know, my brother, my older brother was starting companies when he was like 17 in my mom's basement with his best friend. I was 
three years younger than them. Like, what are you guys doing? Can I help? And they're like, go away, go away. Um, but you know, I just was seeing different people try things. Some things work, some things didn't work. And it really, you know, wasn't until I had my own personal experience and kind of aha moments with both companies that I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, but I think from a young age, really, I understood that if you want to go out and build something, you have to be so passionate about it. It has to stand out. It has to work. Um, it has to deliver the results that you are promising the customer that it will deliver. And, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. I also think there's something so kind of beautiful about being young and naive. And you just, you know, you have this like grit in this, like, I am gonna do it. And I, I know best. And just like you are heads down on a mission. So I definitely think there was a lot of that as well. Yes, that's actually some of the best advice I heard once was you almost have to be dumb in the beginning. Like you can't think it you just have to run with it which I think being young you just you have that you know being naive is is just naturally there which is I can completely relate (laughs) so I've walked away from a business I've started before and you've sold Cuvée so can you walk us through I mean they're, they're different businesses but what you learned from building your first business that you feel like was really important in starting people's Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest lesson for me was just kind of the confidence I gained. You know, I definitely, when starting Cuvée, I still had a lot of insecurities of, I didn't graduate college. I was the youngest person in the room. I thought I had to prove something and, you know, not understanding a lot of the terminologies or, and just, uh uh-huh, sure. Yep. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you know, even a lot of things with, you know, manufacturing our bottles and maybe taking a few steps too fast before I had like those initial building blocks, like ordering all of our pumps before I had my formula finalized, then those pumps didn't work because the formula was too thick. And then, so like a lot of kind of things like that, but I think I grew and I found myself and I found my voice by the time Pevolve kind of came around. I also think I was you know, in a different place in my wellness and fitness journey. And I, you know, started feeling better in my body and I started feeling better about myself. And that translated definitely into the workplace where I did feel confident in those meetings. I did, you know, I wanted to be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Rachel. I wanted to get out there and network. So I think like so many different things, but I would really say the main thing was finding my voice and really, you know, I want to listen and I want to ask a million questions, but I know my vision and I need to stay true to that. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is a lot of very successful entrepreneurs did not go the traditional route. We think we have to go of going, you know, to college or they dropped out of college. Um, so I think that's super interesting. Oh, hi, Kitty. <laughs> I'm like, I knew he was going to come. I'm like, when's he coming up here? If you're only listening and not watching our video, Kitty just walked over. <laughs> hi. So yeah, I mean, I could understand having when being young and having that maybe like shadow of, oh, I am, you know, I don't know as much as anyone else in the room, but I feel like you learn really quickly that a mm-hmm. lot of people don't know what they're doing and it doesn't matter what route you went. Like you learn what you need to learn, right? Totally. A hundred percent. 
So let's jump into P-Volve. I'm very excited. I am a huge fan. I see you everywhere now. I mean, you guys are huge. So thank congrats you. on that. But thank you, thank let's you. just, yeah, let's walk through the story. Like, I know you have a co-founder, Julie. How did you guys meet? How did this idea come to be? Yeah, so I was early 20s, just getting into the fitness scene in New York City. And it was like boutique studio galore. And I was making my rounds and, you know, I first didn't like working out. It was like a chore. I'm like, oh, I got to go to this class. Oh, I have to do this. And it was more, you know, I just didn't feel connected in my body. I mean, I remember waking up one day and just looking in the mirror. I'm like, I, I don't recognize that person, you know, from when I was 17, 18. And I don't feel good. So for me, kind of fitness was my first step and I didn't like going. I wasn't seeing physical results and I was in a lot of back pain. So I went to the doctor, I found out I had scoliosis and I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to push through the pain because it was, you know, no pain, no gain. Everyone's in hurting, everyone's hunched over, everyone's dripping sweat. That means you got a good workout. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to keep going. I then met um, Steven, who would, who was my trainer, who would then become my husband my co-founder, my ex-husband, but um, <laughs> yes. Um, and he, you know, through training with him, he just really kind of introduced me to this different world of how to move my body. And it doesn't have to be high impact and you don't have to, you know, have a ton of weights and it can be more functional. And I didn't really know what functional movement meant and, you know, how I can work my core without just sitting doing a million kind of push-ups and planks and sit-ups and really teaching me how to open up my body and how to use certain muscles and what muscles are bringing my leg up and bringing my leg down and you know how to move my body in all planes of motion. And quickly, I saw physical results that I was very excited about, but more importantly, I wasn't in pain. And I was like, wow, like I feel my back feels good. Like my hips feel open. I didn't even know what that felt like. I was walking around like all tight and wound up and you almost don't realize how good it feels like until it releases. And so I just had this light, like light bulb moment. My whole life changed. My whole being changed. And I was like, you know, if I'm feeling this way, there has to be so many other women and fitness should mean more than just six pack abs, toned arms and a lifted ass. Like, yeah, I want all those things. I want all those things, but it should mean more. It should be able to improve my daily activities, right? It should work on my balance, my stability and my range of motion and really, you know, address a lot of these certain need states as we go through in life. And for me particularly, you know, I really want to focus on women. I think as women, we go through so much, you know, everything from our periods, on birth control, off birth control, baby, that I mean, and everything life throws at you in between. And I really wanted movement to be this place that women could go to, to really strengthen, support and restore their bodies. So we set out, you know, we open up a small studio and kind of, I was like, let's just test. Let's see if anybody wants to come and kind of do this new style of movement. And within six months, it was so busy and we put things on, you know, social media and women from all over the world are like, can I Skype into a class? Can I, can you put this online? I'm like, okay, this, this is it. We need like to get more, you know, amazing, credible trainers to help develop this method even further. 
who's going to run this? I don't know anything about fitness. And then I got connected to my business partner, Julie, who's been with me ever since, who really, you know, operationally helped me bring this vision to market back in 2017. Wow. So not having a fitness background, you are coming from this hair background. It's truly built in your own story and your own passion, which I think is huge if you can have that be your story. Yeah. You know, I think with both companies, I was really the customer and I still am a customer. And I think, you know, when I today work with our amazing trainers or, you know, doctors that are on our advisory board, I take what their kind of expertise in that, you know, subject is, but I'm also coming with the member with the customer hat on, but that's great. But I also want it this way. So I think that's what's also made it, you know, so great and such a great experience. So you have over a hundred employees. Is that correct? Less, a little less, maybe with like all um, kind of outside contractors, everything. Um, but yeah, we're, we've definitely grown a lot since 2017. It's been wild. It's so crazy. Yeah. So that regardless, big team, how do you feel like, or what do you feel like is the most important thing you've learned about leading this giant team? Maybe not directly, but how do you, you know, feel like, yeah, what's the most important thing you've learned? That is something I've definitely worked on managing, leading, that's all so new to me. And I'm so lucky that I do have, you know, Julie and other strong women leaders that I look up to so much. I think I just, you know, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses. And I do, you know, one of my strengths, I think is really this just visionary, bringing that to the table and constantly, you know, reminding our team about our why, you know, I've tried to at least once a week, talk to one of our members on the phone, whether it's someone who was on a trial, they didn't flip over, they canceled, they've been with us for three years. Like I want to hear good, bad, ugly and these amazing stories. Um, I really try to share with our team and kind of, this is why we're here. Yes, it's a lot of work and it's crazy and every day is different, but we are here because we are actually changing people's lives. And I think communication, being open and honest, we're a very transparent company. You know, when I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and going through that whole battle, going through my divorce, I was very transparent and open and honest with my team because obviously I wasn't as present as I would have liked to been, you know, sometimes. And I think always, you know, it's room for collaboration. Everybody's voice, everybody's opinion matters. It's not my way or the highway. I don't like yes people. And, you know, I think a debate is healthy. And as long as people are coming, you know, from it with a good intent and coming from the good place, then all conversations are always welcome. Yeah. And going through something like Lyme disease, which I've heard is just takes you out, like you are so tired. And I know you mentioned you went through a divorce, like that's a lot on your body and a lot on your soul when you are in it building a business. How... Mm -hmm. Everyone, you know, is going through something, whether it's it's a sickness or just something happening in their life. How do you feel like you are able to keep pushing forward and keep pushing the business forward when you're going through your own personal things? Like, how were you able to do that? Oh, <laughs> you know, there were moments, you know, definitely moments. I think I think once I was open and honest with my team like my full team, you know, obviously my friends, family knew and some people knew, but I still felt like I was kind of hiding a little bit. 
And, you know, I mean, I would be on calls, but I wouldn't really be on the call. And this was all during COVID. So it was work from home, which was nice for me at least because I like I was not in the office. Oh, where is she? Is she okay? But I still felt this kind of, I have to be there for them. I have to be there for them, even though I mentally, physically could not. So once I really was just open of like, this is what I'm going through. I'm doing my best. If you don't see me or hear from me every day, like you used to, like, I'm still here. I'm checking all my emails. If anything's important, call me, but I'm, I'm here. That was almost like a weight off my shoulders personally. And people were just really understanding. You know, like you said, we're all going through shit. Mm-hmm. We're all just doing the best that we can. And yes. on those really, you know, tough, tough days, it would be like, what is priority? If I can't get out of bed today, but I have all these meetings, like which one is priority that I go to? Or can I have two hours of meetings, an hour break? Or how can I kind of rejigger my schedule so that it would kind of help what I was going through at that time? Um, I mean, I'm definitely in a better place now, knock on some wood, thank God. Um, But it was, it was a journey to get there. And I think for me, I really didn't start healing until like I dug deep within Mm. and understood how to prioritize myself because I never, since starting this company, I never knew how to do that. It was always the business, the business, the business, the business, the business. And I had to understand how to also prioritize me because if I'm not well, then I can't show up great for everybody else. Yes, I think that's so important and not often. And it's really hard. It's really so hard. hard. It's so hard. And it's also hard to be vulnerable as the leader yeah. because you feel like you have to be the example and you have to have it all together. But I do feel like your team will not only have empathy for you, but just they'll want to work even harder for you because then it's like, you know, it's, it's this like personal connection of it's your team. That's what they're there for to support you and you to support them when they need you. So you are going through the pandemic as a fitness brand. You guys, did you have three locations by that point already? So we had New York and we were in the process of building out Chicago and LA that was supposed to open and then COVID hits and a lot of that build out got delayed. We actually ended up opening in COVID, uh, but not till 2021. So is that when you guys really went all in on starting like the digital platform and creating these from home workouts? So we launched in 2017 with digital. We launched with digital, our New York studio, and then our patented piece of equipment. But back then, I mean, it's a totally different ballgame because back then it was you know, me who was editing the videos and there was no lights and no microphone and no anything (laughs) and, you know, down dirty and gritty and just let's just get shit up there and test it. So now, you know, it's thankfully I'm not, you know, the cameraman, I'm not editing the videos anymore. Um, But during that time, you know, we had our production facility that was up and running, you know, the whole month capturing content that everyone had to stop. And we quickly pivoted to sending a lot of our trainers cameras and ring lights and everything at home. And they would be capturing footage at home and a lot of Instagram lives. But I think that content, you know, it really resonated with our audience because, hey, I'm stuck at home. I want to see the trainer work out at home too. Yes. And we launched our live virtual studio through uh, which we use Zoom. So it's like a two-way class of so I have my camera on, the trainer can see me. And 
Like I was taking class this, I still do that. I was taking class this morning. One of my friends was in there. So it's really, it's a great place for community and, you know, accountability and kind of building those relationships. So when you guys first patented a product, I know you have three patented products now, which it just feels like such an intimidating process, like patenting a product. For anyone listening who has like a product idea and they want to go through this, do you have any sort of advice for why this was important and any tips along that patent process? You know, for us, it was important just to, you know, have that layer of protection around us and really, you know, we feel that these are game changing products, you know, they are, and they're unique, and they're different. And, you know, having that, you know, patent is just like another layer, uh, you know, to have on that product and, and to protect you. But I think any advice I'd have would be before you get too far, if that is something that is important to you when developing a product before you get too far along in the process, you know, you should check if you're violating other patents, you will need a, you know, spend some investment and have outside help. It's a long process. It can be, you know, somewhat of an expensive process, but I do think it is, you know, important for certain pieces of equipment or physical goods or other things. Yeah. So in any industry, you have a lot of people doing similar businesses, right? And you can have a cupcake shop and you look at another cupcake shop, you're like, oh my God, I love how they do their frosting. When you are building people up and you're, you know, building inspiration for the future. How do you stay tunnel vision and not, you know, look to the left or right and be like, oh, this company's doing this, this company's doing this and just stay in your own zone? Because I know that is so hard for so many people. Okay. So it's hard for me to have, I mean, I definitely have tunnel vision, but I'm very like, oh, what's that? What's that? You know, (laughs) very ADD, but I would say, as the company's grown, my, our tunnel vision has gotten clear. You know, I think as not only my personal evolution has, you know, transpired over the years, our member stories, it's just for me gotten very clear and clear what our path forward is. I think you still want to, like I was listening to a podcast the other day with the co-founder of Athletic Greens, totally different business, nutrition. They sell one product, but there's little nuggets. And I was like, hey, hey, listen, like, that's really cool. Like, what if we thought about this? Like, I think you still want to have an open mind mm-hmm. and hear what other people are doing and hear what other thought leaders have to say. And like, ooh, that's really interesting. Like, look at what they're doing with customer experience. Look at what they're doing with email. Look at what they're doing with the influencer. Like, have we ever thought about it this way? Um, I, I think that is important because things change every day. And you yeah. have to be agile. You have to be nimble. You have to be able to adapt. But then how do those kind of little nuggets or piece of information then apply and benefit that vision that you're trying to drive forward? Yeah. And I feel like you guys have done such a good job at this because the brand is so well known. What do you think would be one of the most important things you guys did to really get this much notoriety and and attention in the marketplace? I think first and foremost our product, like it works, the method works. I think we heavily armed ourselves with a great bench of top trainers and doctors to really help create and shape this method to actually deliver results at home. I think we did invest heavily in, you know, marketing earlier on. 
and a lot of influencers, a lot of partners, and just like said yes. A brand would call us, hey, can you send us this many people? Yep. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't have them at the warehouse, we'll, you need them by a week, we'll get them there to you. It's, you want to go do a pop-up in Toronto? Yep, we'll be there. Okay. Who's going? I don't know. Like <laughs> You just say yes, 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 yes. And you want to get your name out there and you want to partner with people you know, that have similar values and similar missions. So I think that was really helpful in the earlier stages of kind of just getting you know, the brand out there. Yeah. And what is something that you are most excited about when thinking of the future of people? So I would say, you know, when I was talking about like how clear our vision has gotten, you know, for us, it is all about really creating like a new standard for women's health and fitness. You know, it doesn't have to be that healthcare is over here fitness is over here. They really should be one and the same. So I think for me, the marketplace is actually talking about this. They're talking about the importance of women's health. They're talking about the importance of, you know, your pelvic floor and about cycle syncing and about menopause and about all these topics that nobody talked about a couple of years ago. So I think the market is ready. And I think a lot of the amazing programs and workouts and content that we've not only developed already, but that are in works are super exciting and truly are going to change a lot of women's lives. And like, to me, like that's, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. And it's, it's so much less intimidating. I feel like workout culture used to be this like you have to be in kind of club. And it was scary. (laughs) Yeah. Where now I feel like there's, there's definitely this new trend of taking care of yourself and building the body you want. It doesn't have to be this like very one or the other. Right. Yeah. And you guys leading the way on that. And it's, I, I love it. That's something that makes me feel like I could work out every day, which I currently do not do. Well, we got to get you started on people. No, you know, it, no. it just feels so, it feels really good. When you find the right type of movement for your body, your body will crave it. And I think it's not, you know, even like a recovery day, a stretching day like that. I think it's no longer about, I have to do an hour class, you know, high intensity class seven days a week. You might want to do a gentle sculpting class and then maybe it's a recovery class and maybe it's a pelvic floor strengthening class and maybe it's a cardio class just something but that like you know or even stretching your body for five minutes every day like I wake up every morning at this whole just stretching routine like just get your body opened and loose like it just it'll change your whole day and it'll change your life yes okay I'm inspired I'm gonna do it today Rachel yes (laughs) okay so this has been amazing I have one last question for you which is for any woman who is wanting wanting to start her own business what is your best piece of advice for her just start Mm. you know I know it's scary and it's like well what do I do first but you just have to like start, you know, every, every door you open is going to lead to something else. And you don't, it doesn't have to be this gorgeously overproduced, overshot, unbelievable website with the perfect branding. Like you really just need something that you can test and get out there even, you know, to 10, 20 people and get some feedback before you go and invest all this time and money into something see if there's a demand, you know, even if it's a small niche audience, what, what problem are you solving? Get the feedback from the customers because at the end of the day, like that's what it's about. It's about delivering 
on the benefits that you're promising and making sure that those customers are happy. Rachel, you are so real. I think this is going to help so many people. Where can everyone find you just to follow along? Yeah, you can find me at rkatzman and pvolve at pvolve. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jenna. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.